Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome, it's Melody here and in this episode of the Horse Business Advice Podcast, I'm going to talk to you about how to email your list without feeling that icky feeling of... Am I jumping into people's inboxes and they don't want my emails and what if they unsubscribe? So emailing your list is a really important part of business, but so many business owners hold back from doing it for a couple of reasons. First of all, we know we are all busy and our inboxes get easily out of control. Nine times out of 10, you will find that you receive a whole pile of emails that you don't want and they annoy you and therefore you're assuming that your email is going to give that same annoyance to the person that you're sending it to. But it's not always the case. Uh, If you think about it like this, the emails that you do like reading, the marketing or relationship building emails that you get – They're the ones that you pay attention to. There's often emails that, you know, you never read. You know that you've got no time for it. You're just going to delete it. Those sort of things, to be honest, you should be unsubscribing to. But people don't do that. And then they end up with 22,000 emails in their inbox. And the whole idea of receiving just another marketing email is just too overwhelming. So the thing to remember is that people gave you their email address at some point and normally they are then expecting to receive an email from you from of some form of email. So whether it's just confirmation of their order or something else, but in this day and age, most people realize that if they give their email address, they are going to receive some marketing emails. So how do you send a marketing email without feeling yuck about it? Well, one of the ways to think about it is think about how you connect with your audience on social media. Why can't email marketing work the same way? What if you were going to email people things that they are interested in, things that are useful for them, information that will help them. Perhaps it helps them make a decision on something that they wanted to buy or what if it helps them, you know, in some kind of maintenance with their horse. Something where where they receive this email from you and it's welcomed. 
So what about that? What if you were to send that kind of thing? That isn't going to make you feel icky. Now, the other thing is that unsubscribes, people say this to me all the time. I don't want to upset somebody. I, I emailed them once and somebody unsubscribed. So I don't want to, I don't want people to unsubscribe. So I don't want people to get upset if I emailed them too much. Here's the thing. If they unsubscribe, they were not likely to be buying from you anyway. And in fact, you want people to unsubscribe. You should be welcoming unsubscribes because that shows you who your engaged audience is. And just like Facebook, you know, I always say you don't want people to like your page that are definitely not ever going to buy from you. Some random person in another country that's definitely not your target market. You don't want those people because they drain the good juju. They, you know, they might take up one position in the algorithm. Facebook might show them your post and it's wasted on them because they have no intention of ever buying from you. And the same works with email marketing and the deliverability. Um, and it's a complex subject of how your emails get delivered and how many actually land into people's inbox. But we don't really want people getting your emails that don't want them. So we'd rather they unsubscribed, reduce the size of your list. A lot of email marketing platforms charge per subscriber or you, you can have, say, 2,000 subscribers for X amount of dollars. So we don't want dozens and dozens of people on your list that are just automatically deleting your emails anyway. So put aside that worry of I'm going to email people and somebody might unsubscribe or I might upset somebody or it might be too many emails for them. If it's too many emails for them, give them an easy way to unsubscribe, let them go. They might choose to follow you on social media, but they might not be email people. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But there might be people that are interested in what you do. And by not emailing them, you're not giving them the opportunity to read what it is that you are sharing with them or to find the link to your website to find that new purple sparkly saddle pad or whatever it is that you are sharing with them. So that's something that it's really worth thinking about, that you might feel like you can't email more than once a month because that's too many emails. But the chances are you're judging that based on the fact that you've felt like that from somebody that you've signed up to emails for or they have got your email address for some reason and they are emailing you too much because you're not interested in what they're doing. That's the difference. If your ideal client is on your email list and they are interested in you, they will read your emails and they will be interested. If they're not your ideal client or they're just not an email person, they'll unsubscribe, let them go, send them away. It's fine. There's no reason why they have to get your emails. But not emailing because you're worried that one person is going to be unhappy that's just not enough of a reason. That, that'd that be like saying, well, I'm not going to post on social media more than once a month because I don't want people to see too many posts. It's the same thing. So what do you put in emails so that you don't have to feel icky and salesy? Let's think about it. 
What are people looking for? What problem do you solve? In fact, what if you would apply, apply the same principles that you apply to your social media to your emails? What if some of your emails were uh, perhaps information that you are sharing with people? What if some of them were asking people for engagement or asking them for feedback on something? And what if some of them were simply just saying, here's my new range of purple sparkly saddle pads, click the link to buy yours. That doesn't, it doesn't have to be sales after sales after sales. You don't have to send an email every week saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. You can send, send emails that are stories that have a lesson and then at the end of that they might have an offer so it might be something where you share something that has happened to you or happened to a client um, and then you might then say so you know the moral of this story is to always have purple sparkly saddle pads and by the way I sell purple sparkly saddle pads and here's the link to them so um That is a really good way of making connections, making it conversational. So about 10, maybe 15 years ago, the way that email marketing newsletters went, uh, and I'm old enough to remember doing this, and I used to do this years ago, was we'd have this whole newsletter feel. So we'd have like a a section on, you know, a happy customer, we'd have a joke, We'd have a tip, we'd have an article about this and a story about that and then a link to this and a link to that. That's gone. We don't do that anymore. What we do do now is more conversational stuff, more direct stuff. And whilst you can't send each individual person an individual email, you can send emails that are easy to read, quick to read. Let's remember, everyone is in a hurry these days. People do not have half an hour to sit down and go through your email and click all the links and look at all the things. Make it one idea per email. So that's something that's important to think about. So there's a couple of things that you want to think about with your email marketing. And I say marketing, but that does put people off. We're not necessarily marketing in every email. But we're connecting with our audience. And why are we doing that? Well, again, same as the discussion about should I have a website or not? You don't own your social media and you can't control who sees what. You are in far better control of your email list. And being honest, email marketing is a really superior platform. It is the way to create and nurture relationships off social media so you can find people on social media move them across to your email list and then really nurture them and again not everybody likes getting emails that's okay those that want to leave your list might prefer to just follow you on social media nothing wrong with that just be okay with that but a couple of things that you want to happen with your emails is you want your emails of course to be engaging you want the readers to do something you want you might want them to reply click a button buy a thing some action what is it that you want them to do now before you do anything of those things 
the first thing you need to do is get them to open your email. So what determines whether they're going to open your email? The number one determining factor is your subject line. So don't put in your subject line, equine entrepreneurs newsletter. No one wants to read a newsletter. I've fallen asleep just thinking about it. So you can use all kinds of different kinds of subject lines and there's there's loads and loads. And I teach some of this inside the uh, EE Brains Trust in detail. But your perfect subject line could be, it could be a question, it could be, you know, uh, how to, how to blah, blah, blah. It could be creating scarcity, only two days left, almost out of stock. It could be an announcement or a, a number a numbered list, you know, you'll see emails, you know, the best four ways to reduce your feed bill, that sort of thing. Something curiosity driven. So something a little quirky and odd. So it might be um, something like, we don't use clickbait. We don't use the, you know, re colon. So it looks like they've replied. We don't use the, you know, your PayPal account has been frozen or anything really spammy like that. Surely nobody listening to this would be doing that. But you might say something like a little known trick to load difficult horses. Um, You might put a surprise and, you know, it might be something just a little bit weird, what pizza and horses have in common. And then the other thing is adding personalization. Putting someone's name into the subject line can increase the opener rate of those emails by up to 14%. So that's a big number. So it might be, you know, Sally, most people get this wrong. And Sally is the name of the person receiving the email, obviously. So if people aren't opening your emails, then chances are your subject line, quite frankly, sucks. So that is where you need to do some work, learn how to write killer subject lines then the second thing is of course is you want them to take action and of course that's about what content you're putting in the email how easy it is to read and what your call to action is what are you asking them to do and are you making it easy for them to do that do they have to go and google something or type something in or or have you made a big fat bright purple sparkly button that says click here to do whatever it is that you want them to do So that's another thing that's important to remember to make it really easy for people to do what it is you want them to do. So does all of this solve the problem of emails feeling icky or the idea that you have to send emails feeling icky? Not for everyone. We all feel differently about emails. And what I'd encourage you to consider is that not everyone may feel the same way as you may feel about your emails. And the chances are the people that are emailing you regularly and annoying you, that you delete their emails before you read them or that when you do read them, they piss you off or all of those sorts of things, the chances are they're doing it wrong. The chances are they are ramming sales down your throat, asking you to buy over and over, emailing too many times, too directly asking you to buy without giving you anything, without creating any kind of relationship. They've skipped the foreplay and they've gone straight to the hard stuff. That is what you may be judging email marketing by. And that's not how we're going to do it. 
we're going to create relationships. We're going to nurture your audience. We're going to give them value and share stuff with them that they care about so that when they do get your emails, they actually like them. And that's important. They actually want to, they they might be even looking forward to getting your email. Now, people say to me all the time, how often to email? And I reckon this is probably one of the most hotly debated subjects. Do we email once a day? Do we email once a week? Do we email once a fortnight? Or do we email once a month? My thoughts are that it does depend on your audience. But I'm always going to say once a month is not enough. By the time you've emailed them, they've forgotten who you were. Um, So it would be the same as social media. There's no point posting once a month on a social media page. There's no point emailing just once a month. I would be looking at doing it more consistently. But I think, and from experience, and, uh, you know, to be honest, I have been really inconsistent with my email marketing for various reasons. But in the past, when I've been inconsistent, then the results have shown. Then when I have become more consistent, whether it's once a week or twice a week or three times a week, it the amount of emails I'm sending doesn't particularly matter. It's how consistent I am. Am I doing it every single Monday and every single Friday? If so, that's when the engagement starts to come up and the um, the actions start to happen. People start clicking on the links or start responding or doing whatever it is that I'm asking them to do. So if you decide that you're going to email once a week, email once a week, be religious about it. In fact, if you need to have a bank of emails ready to go. Now, you shouldn't need to sit and look at a blank screen and wonder what the hell you're going to email if you don't do that for social media. Go and look through your social media posts and find half a dozen of those that are good, interesting subjects that perhaps got a lot of interest. Or if you're a product-based business, you know, what are your most popular products and what can you share about them? Maybe it's, maybe you sell show jumping studs for shoes and there's different kinds and uh, you could write a an email telling people how to choose which one and use some images to help them or perhaps there's a video. So you can look at the sort of things that people ask you, look at the sort of things that you talk about and that you share on your social media. So all of those sorts of things can go into your emails. Now, another thing I want to mention to you is don't get disheartened if you send two emails out and your open rate's tiny or nobody responds, you don't make any sales. Just like with social media, you have to start to be consistent with your email marketing. You have to put in some effort and some time and give it time to start to create those connections, create that trust and have people start to engage. And when you start to become consistent, then you will start to see results and you can tweak and adjust and you can see what kind of emails get better responses, which ones get sales or bookings and which ones don't. And you can start to then adjust what you send out. Now, open rates. Don't hang everything on the open rate. And there's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, Open rates are never 100% accurate. 
Um, with the most recent iOS updates, people can block their data from um, their iPhone. So they can actually say, no, I don't want my open rate information to go back to the person who's sent me that email. So the iOS update has affected that. And then think about things like people that use Outlook to um, check their emails, they have a preview screen. So they can read an entire email without even opening it because it shows on their preview screen. So they won't count as an open. So don't hang all of your success or failure on your open rate. Use it as a rough guide, but a better metric is to look at do you get any sales back from that email? Do you have people respond? Do they engage with you? Do they click the buttons? You can track link clicks with most email marketing softwares. So they're the sort of things that you want to be looking at rather than just looking at the open rate. At the end of the day, um, you only need 5% of your audience to open if they're all going to buy, if that 5% are all going to buy. So again, it's not likely that every single person is going to open every single email. I know when I'm busy, I might delete emails from some of my favorite people that I like getting emails from just because I'm busy. But I know that next week when they send me a couple of emails, I'll have time to read those ones. Uh, so, you know, just because I didn't open three of their emails this week doesn't mean that I'll never, ever open their emails again. So again, it depends on the person, what's going on in their life and how many emails are in their inbox and all of those sorts of things. So don't get disheartened if your email open rate is low because A, it might not be correct and B, it's not a numbers game here. It's really just about getting engagement, building relationships and all of that sort of thing. So I hope that you can start to look at your email list as an opportunity to make further relationships rather than an uncomfortable or icky feeling of, oh, I really can't email people because I don't want people to unsubscribe or they might you know, what if I upset them because I've emailed them twice in a month? You know, if somebody's going to get upset because they got two emails in a month from you, eh, the chances are they're not going to buy from you. Let's be honest. That person is just not your person. Very likely just not your person. So think about it from that point of view. Worry about the people that are interested in getting your emails and let the rest go. Be judicious in who you add to your email list. So, of course, you need to have permission from people to be emailing them. So they need to have given you their email address. Don't go cold emailing somebody else's list. Uh, there's spam law implications of that. I won't go into that. You can go and read about spam laws. But you need to have been given their email address. They need to have given it to you by signing up to something or purchasing something and giving you their email address. And then, yes, you can email them as long as you give them somewhere to unsubscribe if they don't want your email. And that's uh, something that most email marketing platforms have as a non-negotiable link in their email templates that they have to, you have to have somewhere where people can click 
to unsubscribe and don't make it hard to find. Don't hit return 50 times so that it rolls off the page. Don't make it the same color as the background of the page. I've seen stuff like that where it's unsubscribe is in white text on a white background and you have to highlight all the text to even find it. Like that's just daft. Don't do that. So I am going to suggest you go forth and email your list now. Just email, go and find a social media post that you've done that is really good, that got a good response. Turn that into an email, send it off, put a call to action at the bottom, ask them to reply, ask them to hit a link and uh, go and buy a thing, whatever it is that you're doing, book in with you, download your free thing, whatever it is, and just approach it as though it's just another platform rather than some big horrible scary beast that's going to make you feel ick so go forth an email and i'll catch you again another time really soon